This money mistake will doom your marriage. So let's check this out. So this money mistake could be detrimental to your marriage. Couples who fail to discuss their finances and implement a plan of action to save could pay big time when it comes to fighting about money. The number one mistake is we avoid our money. We don't talk about it proactively. We wait until something comes up and then we react to it. And we do that for the next 50 years. Personal finance advisor Ramit Sethi, host of the new Netflix series How to Get Rich, told The Post. The eight-episode series follows Sethi, author of I Will Teach You to Be Rich, and the host of the podcast with the same name, as he audits people's personal finances and guides them on how to allocate their savings to live their best rich life. On each episode, Sethi digs through people's bank statements to... Wait, hold on. What the hell is this? To determine... Yeah, bank statements to determine income, debt, savings accounts, and their spending history. This helps them see where folks are spending their money most. Couples lack a rich life vision together because they lack a vision of what their money should do, he noted. People will argue over how much one person spends at Target. We've got to stop asking $3 questions and start asking $30,000 questions. Indeed, rather than punishing your partner for shelling out on steak at the grocery store or a new designer purse, Sethi said, the bigger picture on savings should be the meat of the conversation. Instead, he said that couples should be asking, what do our conscious spending plans look like? What is our savings rate? If you have savings rate of 4% and you and your partner agree you're going to increase that number by 1%, that decision for your saving and investing is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Being upfront about the financial future could save marriages. A shocking 62% of people admit to arguing with their partner about money. A survey from mutual pensions and investments provider Royal London, which was reported by The Independent, found. And 33% say they're not compatible with their significant other regarding their views on spending and saving. Outside of married couples, Sethi's job is to help people understand the psychology behind their spending habits and fears of talking about money. On this show, that involves helping a young woman homeowner, figuring out how to afford her mortgage, and helping a divorced business owner avoid living paycheck to paycheck. For most people, finance is one reactive transactional decision after another. That's because most of us deep down love money, but we also hate it. We love what it can do for us, travel, generosity, beautiful experiences, but we also hate the process of managing it. Many of us have negative beliefs, he said. Whether you're married or living independently, the first step that the advises on the show is tracking for numbers. First, determine one's fixed expenses, the cost of a mortgage, utilities, car payments, groceries, and debt, and allocate 50 to 60% of take-home pay to it each month. Next, 5 to 10% of one's earnings should be automatically deducted from a paycheck into a savings account to start an emergency fund, or what Sethi called the money you don't need for 1 to 5 years. Third, he said allocate between 5 to 10% of take-home pay to investments. Obviously, the more the better because that's how you create wealth, Sethi said.
And lastly, he urged people to set aside 20 to 35% of take-home pay for spending on discretionary things that make you happy, whether it's travel, dining out, movies, or cocktails. Sethi suggested setting up automatic payments on savings to ensure the proper amount of money is being allocated so folks don't have to worry about doing it manually. Plus, it eliminates the daunting task of setting and sticking to a budget. You often hear people say, I try to save at the end of the month, but it's really hard. Saving money is actually easier than brushing your teeth because you can set it up automatically the minute you get paid. It shifts you from playing defense with your money to playing offense, he said. Now, I don't completely disagree with his like line of thinking about this whole situation, but what people need to understand too, right, is a lot easier to follow a plan, whether it be finances or anything else, if you do it in a step-by-step method, right? The problem with what he's doing is that he's spreading everything around basically all at the same time, right? The thing is, what you need to do, right, to really get yourself in a position of, like, financial stability as fast as possible is basically have a one-month emergency fund, right, then start paying off all of your debt. Once you're done paying off your debt, turn that one-month emergency fund into a three- to six-month emergency fund. Then you start automatically investing towards your future, right? Like you do it in just bam, 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 and there you go, right? Now, I do like that he says something basically like, like okay, this is how much you should basically spend on like discretionary things. And I also like the um, automatically in, like saving, automatically investing, which is basically what everyone should do. The problem is the majority of people have crazy amounts of debt that they need to get rid of before they do anything else, basically. Right? Because you can't, like, there's literally no point to basically be doing investing or trying to create a massive emergency fund when literally you're losing potentially anywhere from like 8 all the way up to like 30% of your money due to debt payments, interest payments. Like, you're not going to make basically more money than what is what those debt payments are basically costing you. Right, because on average, you could pretty much make, you know, seven to eight percent, maybe ten percent, right, a year in the stock market. That doesn't really do anything if you're basically, you know, burning cash at like thirty percent interest because you get like a high interest credit card debt, or worse, you get like payday loans. Like, you're basically financially screwing yourself trying to save money and trying to invest and trying to pay debt all at the same time and also trying to like enjoy your life all at the same time like you need just like a clear path like okay let me create like my one month emergency fund then let me start paying down my debt once I get out of my debt then I could grow my emergency fund so I feel a little bit more safe then I can go basically put money automatically towards my investments so that I don't really got to worry about it every month. And anything above my automated investments, I can either just choose to invest more or maybe enjoy more of life in terms of spending money on things that I just want to enjoy, right? But I do like the whole automated mindset because people tend to forget, no matter who you are, you tend to forget. So just automatically putting that money away is not a bad idea. It's actually a really great idea.
So it's just something to potentially consider. By the way, if you want to learn how to get out of debt, learn how I got out of debt and grew my net worth, go down below or go to 40 Let's see. So live below your means and the rest will take care of itself, pretty much. This person says, never commingle your finances with your significant other, separate bank accounts, separate credit cards, etc. Problem solved. Really don't like that. This person says, what a joke. Most working people work paycheck to paycheck and many can't handle an emergency costing $400. Our investment choices were hamburger helper or top ramen. The problem with this is that a lot of the people who are working, who are working paycheck to paycheck, the reason why they're working paycheck to paycheck is because they are spending too much money and they probably made bad choices financially speaking to where they have debt payments, like minimum debt payments that are costing them way too much money per month. Like if you got, like if you're making, like like working maybe minimum wage or slightly above minimum wage, but you got like minimum debt payments of like $1,000 a month, you're in a very bad position, financially speaking. And that is going to be very hard to get out of. Say you're making like $30 an hour, but now you got like $1,500 or $2,000 in minimum payments a month because of your debt. You're in a bad situation, and it's going to be hard to dig yourself out of that situation because of the debt. That's what people need to understand. Like Once you pay off the debt, once you get rid of that, that frees up so much cash flow every single month that even if you're making the exact same amount of money, the freedom the increase of cash flow will just make you be able to breathe a lot better and actually let you have more options available to you. The problem is so many people have so much debt that they're basically screwing themselves. So automatic savings over time is the key to becoming wealthy. Do you want to have a penny doubled for 30 days or $2 million? At the end of the 30 days, that one cent is worth $5,368,709.12. That's the power of compounding. Einstein once said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. He who understands it earns it. He who doesn't pays it. Yeah, feel free to give your thoughts. Either way, like I'm not too against what he's like uh, preaching, but... I don't like the idea of like spreading yourself out so much that you don't really get a clear path to go just go straight down. It's just like, ugh.